How you doing? Peculiar podcast will begin in just a moment, but the antecedent for this podcast was a series of radio shows that Lisa and I, Pat Cashman, Lisa Foster, did on three different radio stations in Seattle uh, over the years. And one of the regular features of that show was a fellow who came on, his name, his stage name, if you will, was Clem Florm. Uh, he was actually a fellow named Colin Hutchins, who is still named Colin Hutchins, by the way. He created all of this funny business with this character, Clem Florm, and occasionally, when there was a topic in the news that he thought was relevant, he would call in and do a top ten list uh, of whatever it was. And he was great, and he was funny, and it was all original from him. I, we, I didn't have any part of writing this material, nor did Lisa. This is all Colin Hutchins in the character of Clem Florm. And so from time to time on the podcast, we would like to kick things off with one of the old Clem Florm musings, uh, like this one. From radio shows past. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday, as you may know if you tuned in the show, we spent a lot of time talking about an interesting profession, that of artificial inseminator. And uh, joining us again this morning on uh, kind of a, a re- kind of a, I don't know, he's still thinking about it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's hard to forget about it. Well, it's such a wealth of material you know who knew yeah clem florm is back and uh and i understand your cat we teased ahead to your category yesterday something we have not done uh, in the past but that's really smart programming that that you know program directors love that sort of thing well, right it'll get your listener to tune back in that's mm-hmm. right that's right and so can we tease ahead to what your uh, category is going to be tomorrow yeah, uh, more on this artificial insemination uh, uh, topic. It's going to be top ten punchlines to jokes told by artificial inseminators. <laughs> All right. And not the whole jokes, because that just, would take just, a long time. Yeah, just the punchline. Right. <laughs> okay, but no, today... But before, but before we get started, I, I'm obligated to read. Uh, I have a little ad here. This top ten list is brought to you by Seattle Exotic Meat, former sponsors of Mystery Meat Monday. <laughs> Remember, if it grunts, growls, howls, yips, yaps, moos, coos, snorts, calls, caws, crows, trumpets, bugles, hoots, peeps, hisses, hollers, wallows, pecks, preens, digs, roots, burrows, or tunnels, you can probably eat it. <laughs> what is today's category, Clem? Top. Ten artificial inseminator pickup lines. Top ten artificial inseminator pickup lines. Who knew? Number ten. I moved a hundred thousand units of semen last year. <laughs> Number nine. Yes, that's a vial in my pocket, and I'm happy. Number eight. Want to see my electric stimulator? Goodness sakes, what are we doing here? Number seven. Yes. Ever seen a cattle breeder in action? (laughs) 
Number six. Wanna hold the beaker? <laughs> Number five. I'll let you try on the glove. Oh, Number four. I like the way you move. These are artificial inseminator pickup lines, ladies and gentlemen. Here's number three. I take the bull by the horns, if you know what I mean. <laughs> number two. Want to see my collection? <laughs> and the number one artificial inseminator pickup line. Mmm, do I smell Angus? <laughs> do I smell Angus? 7.46 at Como, I know. It's Christmas music. I picked it by accident, but what right. the heck. Yeah, here. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Clean. You're off. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. It's love and time. I'm sorry, it did it again. <laughs> I do not get it. Um, that's so weird. Now it says it says receiving from Pat Cashman, so very odd. No, push to talk is closed. It says now on your screen. So, so hit that. push to talk again. Okay. So I'm <clears throat> so I'm getting something. What happens? <clears throat> do you have a black square now? Yeah, a stop square? And is your is your red light flashing? Yes. Then that we're recording, ding dong. Oh. <laughs> well, we can just. Why don't you just three, two, one? I think we should leave. I think we should just leave this. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if we leave this part of the recording, it's going to make me look really stupid. Well, well, you, uh, don't, okay. Don't you don't need to finish. I know, I know, I know. Sorry. All right, so sorry, let's say sorry. we are recording this podcast right now. Yes, and the reason it's are. a little difficult for us to line up is because you are in Seattle, and as it happens, I am down in Bend, Oregon. And yeah. through the magic of stuff, we can now talk to each other, have a conversation, maybe. So, since I am down here, guess who came to town here just a few days ago? Oh my gosh! It could. Do I really? You want me to guess? Yeah. Okay, God, yeah. it could be so many people. I could give you some hints, um, but you kind of have to. It, you have uh, to ask me questions. Okay, 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 okay. Does it somebody I know personally? No, it is not. At least oh, I don't think so. That's going to be tougher. Yeah. That's going to be tougher. Uh, is it a, a somebody who's related to you? Uh, no, no. I'm okay. quite sure of that. Uh, male or female? It's a female. 
Um, is she? Uh, uh, hmm. Is she older than me or younger than me? And be careful there. Uh, Just you know, be really I'm not careful. But I, I believe she's younger than you. But, uh, but you're, hmm. you're pretty much everybody is as well. So. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Uh, so not a relative, somebody I don't know personally, but I know of. Oh, yes. So it must be somebody oh, yes. famous. Yes. Uh, is this person an entertainer, an author, a I, I would put uh, her in the an athlete. I would say the entertainer ath- cat- category, and probably an athlete as well. Uh oh. Well, now you're throwing me off. Okay, so, well I'm throwing uh, you off because I'm trying to be funny with the athlete part, but. An entertainer, okay, yes. Okay, so entertainer. All right, a singer, actor, magician, uh, uh, ventriloquist, <laughs> uh, contortionist. A contortionist, yeah. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> well, I don't, oh gosh, performing art, yes. like live or film? Uh, in this case, live? In this case, it was a live appearance here in this town, but uh, also uh, in the film world. Okay, so she's an actress, a film actress. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Uh, it must be somebody you admire. You have this. You have this sound in your voice that you're. You aren't. Uh, you are. You're that you're delighted that she came. So who well, would let's you put admire? it this way, Lisa. I'm surprised that she came to this relatively small hamlet when her notoriety is uh, much broader than that. Uh, you would think of just in the circuit well, of places well, she could go. Yeah, but remember, Frank Sinatra played the Puyallup Fair, so no. that's not saying much. Well, it was a good gig. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on this farm there was a chick, the prettiest chick I know, with a little curve here and a little curve there, this chick, she had curves everywhere, old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. And oh, this chick she Are you giving up? Uh, so, no, I'm not giving okay. up. Um, is she blonde or brunette? She's blonde. Oh, 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 oh. With a little wiggle here and a little wiggle there. Man, this chick had wiggles to spare. Old MacDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. When she went... Well, then, that would have to be... Uh, that would have to be Marilyn Monroe if she weren't dead. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna. Marilyn Monroe's your only guess for a blonde. A blonde actress mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. who's younger than me yes. that you like. Well, well, you like all the blonde well, actresses. Now, did I so. say I liked her? Well, you sounded. You have uh, d- d- you have in, I- inferred that from oh. my implication, but. I never said I that. I said earlier, I know, but I said earlier it must be somebody you admire because you didn't sound disdainful. You sounded delighted that she came to visit well, Little Bend, I, Oregon. I, I wouldn't want to throw you off by appearing to be delighted, but I, as I okay. said earlier, I was, I, I'm not okay. undelighted. And I, and again, I'm just thinking, why here? Why is she, why here in Bend, Oregon? Can I, is it fair to ask you what she was doing there? Was she promoting a book or a film or did she just come to say, hey, hey, I would say the, <laughs> this, I, is on, I, I, this is on my bucket list. Uh, no, that would be misleading. <laughs> I, I would say that she was here to uh, perform on stage and she, and this was an appearance that she had scheduled apparently for some time. Perform like what? Like sing or 
What was she doing? Well, let me put it this way, because we're this could go on the entire podcast. She booked this engagement before she became as oh. well known as she is now. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. So somebody who's sort of now fame, yeah. not wasn't famous before. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't, uh, I, can't, I really can't think of anybody. It wouldn't be Goldie Hawn. No, it no. wouldn't be. Um, I, I can't think of anybody. Okay, Who? Well, I'm Tell gonna, me. I'm going to give you some bigger hints. Uh, she okay. has. Uh, she did. She wouldn't give any interviews here in Bend. She's declined any and all press interviews, other than two previous appearances on national programs. You were the sunshine, baby. Well, that doesn't sound like any blonde actress I know. Okay, she's been interviewed. They all on, want to talk about each other. She's, you'll get it now. She's been interviewed on The View, and she's been interviewed on 60 Minutes. Oprah Winfrey. Nope. She's blonde, remember? I have no idea. Okay. Well, I'll just pull, put all the cards over, as they used to say. Stormy Daniels came walking into town. No. Yeah. No. An evening dancing at a place called the Stars Cabaret. Oh, and, uh, wow. So, so you said she was a film actress. Yes, she was. Yes, uh, I, she I, was. I left on the word contortionist uh, and, and <laughs> athlete. Right. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, so. You were you're very good at this game, <laughs> but it was it was very hard to figure it out. Well, it seemed ex- okay. exceedingly unlikely because we don't think uh, she's doing anything but uh, you know being re- I wish you had now. said I wish you just said she nobody had heard of her uh, six months ago or a year ago well I sort of said that oh I didn't yeah. hear it yeah I, I said okay. well, she's she committed to this appearance before she became as famous uh, famous enough that you would know her name she uh, yeah. she entered the porn world in 2002 at first doing only lesbian scenes but by 2004 oh. She was a contract girl with the massive porn company Wicked, which I'm sure you know quite well. Yes, And she yes. won Best New Starlet in the Adult Video <laughs> News Awards, the Porn Oscars, two years later. Oh, her mom must be so proud. Here's something I bet you didn't know in all, in all the what? attention to her. Uh, I didn't know this. In 2009, she formed an exploratory committee to run against Republican Senator David Vitter in Louisiana after discovering that the Republican National Committee had raised money through a, quote, lesbian bondage-themed nightclub. And so uh, she uh, she said, well, you know, if that guy's going to start picking on me, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run against him. She, huh. she decided not to run, ultimately, blaming, blaming a lack of funds and... And the media never took her seriously. Hmm. It didn't happen. Yeah, so Stormy. Well, did, you, did, Storm, did you go see her? Uh, no, no. Were you busy? I, I was making jokes with, uh, uh, you know, people saying, well, man, yeah, I got a couple of tickets. Mine. take my mom tonight. 
uh, <laughs> as if my mom, first of all, is still around, and second of all, yeah. that would be the last place. <laughs> so I tried to think of the most absurd person that I could take to something like this. Uh, she was making two appearances, and we spent way too much time talking about this, but she's made two appearances. She was to have made two appearances, um, but her luggage got lost, and so she missed the 9 p.m. show, but did make it in time for the 11 p.m. show. And you'll be happy to know people got the uh, refunds. But it Wow, all 10 of them? No, well, I mean, the place was packed, apparently. Was and, it really? You, as you would probably imagine, not people who are into, Why? into strip shows, but curiosity seekers. I suppose. Yeah, again, this, I, is a little, I suppose. this is a relatively small town. You know, if, yeah. if we get... There's uh, not much to do for you guys uh, on a Tuesday night, I think The huh? biggest name that came to town before <laughs> that was Pauly Shore. So it's not, oh, you know, it's not. It's right. a little bit starved for first-rate entertainment. Yeah. Uh, not, well, that's very exciting. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal. But, you know, no, uh, none of the crack local TV people in Bend, uh, the oldest of which is probably about 16 years old, none of those reporters were able to score an interview. So it, did, now, it just didn't happen. Did you say that she booked this before um, this story uh, uh, regarding her and Donald Trump broke? And, Donald and, Trump. And if I, had so, not, I had not heard about that. What's the story with that? <laughs> I'll tell you later. Yeah, according to this article um, I read, it, it, that she uh, she had already booked this. And but so, are you saying that in, in saying that she wouldn't have done this? Had it not been booked prior, is that why you're saying it that way? Well, this the the co-owner of this strip club said uh, he doesn't see her didn't see her appearance as a political show. He says, "I want to remind people she was here around ten years ago, so she's been oh. to Bend before. It just so oh, okay. happens, but this she still would have circumstances come. are a lot more public. Uh, I see, I yeah. see. Okay, interesting. And by the way, okay. here's another little bit of, of trivia for you. Her her real name is Stephanie A. Gregory." And, and she wanted to be a journalist, but by 17, she decided, no, I'll be a stripper and said, instead, it's probably the closest thing. And uh, her love of the of the band Motley Crue, that's why mm-hmm. that led her to call herself after Nikki Six's daughter, Storm, and then chose mm. Daniels after seeing an ad describing Jack Daniels as a Southern favorite. And that's mm-hmm. where the name Stormy Daniels come from. That was that was fascinating. Let's move on. Okay, let's move on. Hey, I, I'm going to do something. This is uh, we encourage people to uh, send us emails, uh, twitters, and things like that. And you're much better about uh, responding to those than I am. I try, and and, and please. Uh, we we love to hear from you, uh, but I, yeah, and if you can you can email us at info at peculiarpodcast dot com. Yeah, I don't know what info stands for, but it's I N F O, and that, just use that. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, but you know, sometimes we will get uh, inquiries or requests, and I I simply do not want to make this podcast a forum for um, you know just any casual thing that someone wants to send our way. And an example of it is this that I received from Emily Harris, Mm -hmm. who is a marketing person, and she said, Hey, Pat, would you mind, would you and Lisa mind mentioning the Timber Outdoor Music Festival? 
It's a weekend of music, community, and adventure in Carnation, Washington, and it's coming up July 12th through the 14th. It's mm -hmm. about music discovery. We have some big headliners this year. We've got great lineups. It's a small, family-friendly friendly festival. Kids 12 and under are free. Families can reserve family camping. Uh, it's just going to be a fantastic time in Carnation. It's called the Timber Music Fest. Could you mention it? Emily, no, we can't. Yeah. We don't have the thinking? time to mention stuff yeah. like that. If we did no. it for you, if I mention the Timber Outdoor yep. Music Festival yep. is yep. a weekend of yep. music, community, and adventure, July mm -hmm. 12th through the 14th incarnation, I'd have to do it yeah. for everybody's yeah. music festival. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a ridiculous request. I mean, I'm, it's great that you what have tons of free people? and paid adventures and guided yoga and nature painting and paddle boarding and all of that. But sure. good for you. I mean, that that's yeah. fine. I, we can't do it on this. This is just a little podcast. No. We yeah. Got, we got like, other things. Like five, and, and five people listen to it. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. And, and maybe those so five people that. won't be available to go to the Timber Outdoor Music Festival right. July 12th through the 14th in Carnation, Washington. Yeah. So, I hate yeah. to sound so like a So, leave us jerk. alone. Yeah. Yeah. Leave us alone. Well, yeah. Thanks just for throw that away. Yeah, that's just that's just yeah. that's yeah, dumb. In fact, here's just her first dumb. Right here. <laughs> yeah, good. That was actually my pants the, ripping. The the nerve of people. Yeah, Gosh, pretty audacious. Hey, I was thinking of something the other day, and and, and I don't mean to dominate all of this. All I I think the first two topics have been all uh, on me, but. Well, that's what I live for. I just like to Do sit you? back and see what you're going to tell oh, me. Oh, <laughs> good, good. I figured that. I just wanted to run it by you. So, yeah. What else is on your mind, Pat? The name uh, Bastyr University uh, came yes. to me the other day. I saw it in an article, and, and it reminded me of something that happened to me years ago. Now, do you know what Bastyr University is? Uh, yes, I've heard of it. It's a, isn't it a naturopathic yeah. college? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a, I don't think it's a, a spiritual, but there is certainly elements of that in there. It's mm -hmm. about yeah. better bodies, better minds. Right, I think right. it probably would be into yoga, certainly eating yes. well and um, that yes. kind of stuff, and probably meditation. All of those elements are probably part of the curriculum at Bastyr University. Um, mm-hmm. A friend of mine, a few years ago, and I, so I didn't know that much about it, but I'd heard of it, of course, and and I believe Bastyr University even does some some sort of actual science. I mean, some medical uh, yes, they do. work as well. Yes, yes Be they because do. Because we had a, a listener to one of our radio shows years ago swear up and down that there, there was a true story that he had a uh, an apartment down in the university district where Bastyr was located, at least at that time. And he said, I happened to be eating breakfast, and I looked out my window, and I saw them unloading a stiff out of the back <gasps> of a van. And, Wait. And he said, and as the guys oh. were closing the doors to the back of the van, the stiff, the body, the corpse, the uh, uh, cadaver. Got it, got it, cadaver, got it. Got it. Uh, was on a wheeled gurney that suddenly got away from him. <gasps> and they chased it down a hill. You can picture that hill on 45th Avenue. Yes. He said they, they chased it for a block trying to catch up to the body. And he said, I witnessed oh. the whole thing out my window. Uh, don't know if that's true, but if it's not, stick to your story anyway. If you ever want to meet someone.
So I'm invited to speak. It's a spring luncheon for Bastyr University. And I did it as a favor to a friend of mine. And I thought, I always like new experiences. This will be interesting. So they get they have a little agenda they give you. And then other than that, the job of an MC usually is to keep the, the program moving, uh, to, you know, tell a few jokes if you want and that kind of thing. But um, this is why I tell people, who, if you're ever going to host something or be an MC, and you know this, Lisa, the yeah. first thing you've got to do is know your audience. So you, important. It's so important. And I so did not know oh, the audience. Uh-oh. I, I sort of knew it, but I sort of didn't. So what happened was early on in well, this Well, wait, thing, wait, 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 wait. Tell me what you thought. Because you probably went into it thinking they were certain type of audience, right? What yeah. What were you thinking they were? Well, I, it, it, based on the friend of mine that asked me to see this thing, uh, I thought, well, you know, I, I know him. They're just well. a bunch of medical people. He's you a thought funny, he's a funny guy. He's got a good sense of humor. Uh, that kind yeah. of, that was kind of my uh, that was sort of what I used as my compass for how I should conduct myself at the as a MC of this thing. Okay, besides but you what I thought already, they were. Besides what I've already but, told you about Bastyr, I, I didn't yeah. know as much then as I do now. But even okay. so, I thought, no, oh, it's safe ground. You know, they, okay. they asked me here. They they, they kind of know my bit. Yeah. So I get up there, and I, and I tell a few jokes, and it's getting moderate laughs, you know, but it's going fine. And then... <laughs> a smattering. And, a smattering of clapping. Yeah, it was be a lot of smack <laughs> in that room. <laughs> Uh, which is similar to smut. <laughs> it's called smut. Give me smut and nothing but a dirty novel I can't shut if it's uncut and unsut. Tall. I've never quibbled. If it was ribbled, I would devour where others merely nibbled. As the judge remarked the day that he acquitted my Aunt Hortense, to be smut, it must be utterly without redeeming social importance. Or the graphic pictures I adore, indecent magazines galore. I like them more if they're hardcore. Ah, the adventures of a slut. Oh, I'm a market they can't glut. I don't know what compares with smut. Hip, hip, hooray, let's hear it for the Supreme Court. Don't let them take it away. So I, uh, I, uh, now I'm going to make a name up here because I don't remember it anyway, but at some point they say, and now, uh, they, they have me say, and now would you welcome please Let's say he's a professor of some kind. I, I don't remember what his I know title. what you're going to call him. You're going to call him Larry Jenkins. That's what you always do when you make up a guy name. No. Yeah, you do. You I'm go, and now, you do that voice. And you, go, <laughs> you go, and now, everybody, uh, I'd like you to welcome Larry Jenkins. You always use Larry Jenkins, yeah, which makes me laugh because I, I use it too. I saw a guy. So, uh, I saw a guy that was a librarian uh, that I, uh, library I used to go to who stopped me and he said, you know, I listened to your radio show and your podcast and my name is Larry. And, I, and he said, I love, I love it that you chose the name Larry uh, yeah, as, as your go-to name all the time. I, I wasn't convinced that he really thought it was that great, but, but he yeah. said so. My name is Larry. 
My name is Larry. I have a mother. Her name is Mother. Hi, Mother. Hi. I love you, Mother. I always love you, Mother. My name is Larry. My name is Larry. I have a sister. Her name is Joyce. So, okay. Uh, but in this case, it's Professor Larry Jenkins. Or okay. probably in, in, at this place, Doctor. it's prefer- Dr. Lawrence Jenkins. Yes. The third, probably. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they say, so. So I introduce him, and he is sort of, he apparently is like a meditation expert. And he comes up, and he's carrying with him uh, what appears to be, for lack of a better uh, explanation of it, a a small xylophone. It's it's got like six six bars on it, horizontal bars. Interesting. And he has a little mallet. Maybe the term bells would be better than xylophone. And he goes... He, he says some stuff, and I'm standing off to the side, and he says, Everybody, we I would like everybody now to lose all your current thoughts and try to just be in the moment, relax, breathe deeply, <laughs> and listen to the tones. Oh, oh my word. Now, how many people are in the crowd? What are we talking? Well, okay. I'd say there's 300 people, maybe more. Oh, it's a okay. big crowd, yeah. That's a big crowd. Yeah, they, that's a popular place. Yeah. And the, these people just seem to be eating it up. Everybody participates. Really? You know, I was looking around the room looking for a, a few, you know, holdouts who said, I'm not participating in this. This is, this is BS. But no, <laughs> it was a pretty near total uh, participation in this. And he did so everybody has their eyes closed and yeah. they're just yeah. being quiet. And in, did in, you do it? In some cases, well, no, I pretended like, I, I just pretended, <laughs> but I was actually looking around. You know, I'm one of those guys in church that will yes. will mouth the words to the hymns that yes, I don't yeah. really know yeah. the words to, because I don't want to yep. disappoint anybody. And I don't want to look like I'm, you know, being a jerk. But <laughs> So it's like that. And I so I'm not really doing what everybody else is doing, but I am being attentive. And he does it a second time. Now, go even deeper into yourself and listen again to the tones. <laughs> and then the last one finally went away, and he said, Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful luncheon. And he leaves, he leaves the stage. What? Yeah, that he, was it? That was his bit. There's going to be a, more speakers coming. But this is where I went wrong. Oh, no. This is where oh, I... Oh, no. Yeah. What did you say? He said, well, I, gotta, I have to say something about that, don't of I? Of course you do. <laughs> I mean, that's a jo- that is the job of an MC. You're supposed to be uh, feeling... Yes. You're supposed to be empathizing with the audience and imagining what they want. 
might be thinking. Of course, of course, and you you must remark on things that that go on during the show, and in that's kind of your job to kind of corral all of that, and yeah. and, and and yeah. So if, I can't. If, if you're in, if, if you're in a cra- if you're in a, a big room and and you hear a loud loud crash, uh, maybe so a waiter's dropped a bunch of dishes. You right. can't just you, ignore you, it. You have to exactly. say something. Hey, make it part I part of the it. show. Yeah. So he leaves the stage, oh. takes his little xylophone with him, holding it like it's don't a religious it, object. Don't call it that. You just you just belittled it. You just mocked it when you said he took his little xylophone. Okay, bells. I only say the word little because I'm talking about its its size, not not. No, its, but the way worth. you said it was like this little took his little xylophone <laughs> with him. It sounded mocky. I I'm know, just saying. I know it did. Okay, and, so and, you anyway, know, I didn't intend it that way. <laughs> I okay, know. so he takes his medium-sized xylophone <laughs> with him, okay. takes his seat. I don't really follow him. And I come up, and I, and I say, boy, that was great. That was really great. You know, I didn't know there was going to be live music today. <laughs> That's good. I That's thought that funny. was fine. It's not even that funny. It's just... Uh, no, that's funny. But boy, that's did funny. I hear about Clever. it. After. Oh, yeah. Really? Did anybody laugh? Did, it, did Oh, there laugh? were a few little, <laughs> as you said, titters and tatters. But yes, but it sounded more like this. And there were a few laughs, and so you know, uh, it, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a funeral service quiet afterwards. But I was made to know afterwards that I, it, it was essentially as if I had broken wind in the Vatican in front of the Pope. <laughs> I, Wait, what? <clears throat> I didn't so know that Larry happened. Jenkins was nearly a deity to these people. And I, okay, it, but and I well anyway that so that's what happened, and that's why you'll never see me invited back again <laughs> to Bastyr University. University. Well, so so I want to know how that how the SmackDown go afterwards? Did they approach you and say, uh, <clears throat> "Well, God, it was words to that uh, effect." We uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we loved we loved uh, everything that you did up there. We, lo- we the... loved everything you did up to the moment that you came on the stage. <laughs> and uh, the best part was... of it was was after you left the stage. <laughs> right. uh, the stuff in between we we weren't that fond of, frankly. Uh, Professor Jenkins is uh, he's uh, fled the university. <laughs> we can't find him. Surprised no. he didn't smack you over the head with his little xylophone. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, the moral of the story, as we said at the beginning, and is rather obvious: know your audience. Well, the how end. could you possibly know that, though? How could you possibly know that that he <laughs> was not um, ripe for for fodder? How could you I, possibly I, know that? I, I don't know. Well, the fact yeah. that he was a speaker, you know, I, I remember there was a, a a heart specialist, a heart, uh, a cardiac doctor that came up as the keynote speaker later. And uh, mm-hmm. he had written a new book and everybody got a copy of the book and all of this thing. A pretty uh, esteemed heart specialist. And, and nobody told me this, but I got the feeling that what I did after Larry Jenkins left the stage would be as if I came up after the cardiac surgeon's remarks and said, oh, oh, I think I'm having a heart attack. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, yeah that's always hilarious. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, it was just, uh, it was considered very tacky 
Uh, the, my friend that got me into this whole MC thing in the first place he tried to reassure me, ah, that's okay. Some of these people take it too seriously. You were fine. Uh-huh. So, anyway, that's enough, enough oh. about that. I would only add that if you're a parent and your kid wants to play a musical instrument of some kind, uh, let them play the violin or the tuba or the oboe or the flugelhorn or the organ or the harmonica, even the accordion. But not the bell, please. What else is on your mind, Pat? Well, you've been traveling a bit, and you almost always come back with some sort of either tale of woe, tale of horror, or <laughs> something or amusing. <laughs> no, never anything amusing. Um, I know. I was thinking about that before we were going to connect today, and I thought, I don't really have any any interesting stories to tell you oh, from my sucks. travels. That really I know. Sucks. I know. I have really nothing interesting, which means I basically I got along with the world. Isn't that nice I to hear? Guess there's something to be said for that. Isn't that nice to hear? Yeah. But I had I was, something. I what? Well, I, and I well anyway. I, I I was reading an article that talked. It was it was addressing, I guess what you'd call liberal types, those mm-hmm. more progressive people, and it was sort of scolding them, uh, in a way by by saying that when you. When you take a position where you think the people who have more conservative points of view are stupider than you, and uh, you got all the answers and they're a a bunch of schlemiels and you're the only font of of real insight and wisdom in the world, uh, it's it's all going to, if, for example, uh, you're talking to Trump people, it's all Mm -hmm. going to really backfire on you if you assume that position again and and he's going to be reelected. I read that article. It was in the New York Times, right? It was. Recently? It was. Yeah. That but, was a fascinating op-ed piece. Yeah, I thought it was too. And it touched mm-hmm. on th- this idea that we are so quick to label people racist without, um, with, with impunity in a lot of times. If, you, ah. for example, if, for example, you have a position uh, uh, about immigration, and if you're not on the right side of the immigration issue, then you're automatically a racist when it may have nothing to do with race, right. uh, which is the basis of your particular opinion right. about immigration. And, 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 I, and I, I, I related to that part of the article because I see it every day. It's just uh, it's that tribal thing, you know, where you're either with us or you're against us. And that that racism word is just about the worst word you can have leveled against you. It is. I have a story about that, actually. I don't know if I've told you the story about that. I don't think so. Somebody, yeah, this happened, oh, gosh, maybe a month or two ago. I can't believe I didn't tell you. No, you didn't. Um, oh, I did. I text. I texted you quickly, but I don't think I ever told you the entire story. Because it really hurt my feelings that somebody had called me a racist. Well, when did <clears> this happen? When I mean, apparently what, I called somebody a racist. Well, well what were you doing I mean, at the time? <clears throat> well, I was teaching um, a voiceover class, and I can't even remember where I was. I think it was the Bay Area. I was there a couple months ago. 
And I had a rather large class, a really nice group of people. And part of my job when I'm teaching a an introductory class is really to give people an idea of what the business is about. Now, based on that, not everybody wants to do voiceovers or get into it, but my hope is that they'll at least be armed with enough information to know whether or not this is an industry they want to get, get going into. If hey, it is... Hey, by the way, let me interrupt you just for a minute. You've been doing this for some years now. Yes. Do you have... Do you have a like a, a huge success story among your alumni, uh, among your students, I should say? That it's, say? That's an interesting question because people, students will ask me that. But but keep keep in mind that most of the the, the general voiceover industry isn't. You're not going to be. Um, you're not going to become famous. Yeah. Um, you're doing. You might. You know. Even even doing audiobooks, you know, those are great gigs. And I would consider that a success, but not everyone's going to recognize your voice. So, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we've got a lot. And, and, and most of the work out there is not even commercials, which is a very small part of what we do now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is, it's an interesting question, but no. Um, Does it I, and spill I over only... into other areas? Do you help people, uh, you know, think about how to write a speech or... Mm -hmm perhaps how to be a good MC and know their audience? I think that if you have good voice discipline and know how to, uh, I think the, the process of being trained to do voiceovers carries very well into other areas. But, you know, voiceovers is all recorded. So yeah. there's different, there's different, um, you know, uh, I guess uh, what I'm strategies, asking is there's there's different strategies you use if you mess up live on the air than yeah. you do if you mess up on a recorded voiceover you just do it over so yeah. you don't you know so or 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 public speaking there's all you know that's live and going on as you're doing it voiceovers you can mess up fifty times nobody's ever going to know you just is it is it, it is, is your instruction more technical uh, how to modulate your voice and that sort of thing or do you teach storytelling Art, and that kind of stuff. No, I can't teach storytelling. I'll tell well, you, I, mean, I, I that, need to write that down. I have a question about that. I told you, I'll, I have I have a story about storytelling. Well, do but tell. I'll tell you. Hang on. Okay. Do you want me to tell it right now? Well, or do you want let, me let, to tell you the racist story? Yeah, yeah, but I, I, did, I interrupted <laughs> you, so get back to that. So, so this class, this introductory class, is really geared to let people have an idea of what it's about. You know, voice discipline and marketing your voice and getting demos and how to re record. I pack a lot in into two hours. Part of that class is also to have people do a script so that I can give them an evaluation of whether or not I think their voice is going to have any, um, you know, be able to have any footing in this business. Comparing their voice to a foot. It's a, it's an, it's an industry that has trends like any any other industry, and there's certain things that just are going to hold you back. If you have a speech, uh, what is that? That is my dog <laughs> scratching his jaw, <laughs> Mister. I Mister. thought you were getting ready to make a speech. Well, it, it sounds, sounds like a little like jingle bells back there. He's got like his collar on. No, it sounds like Buddy. a spoon tapping a Stop. glass. Stop. Like you're... Stop. All right. So, uh, so if, you know, so you remember those? That... Remember those matchbook? Remember those matchbooks uh, <laughs> that would purport to tell you if you had drawing talent? Yes. And you'd send it in, and it, and it always came yes. back. Oh yeah, you've got a lot of talent. So, so it sounds to I me like you're. I don't know. Sounds if to me you like your thing that. is that you're, you're trying to be a little more uh, candid with people. 
Sure. I mean, I just feel that it's 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 immoral and unethical to to encourage anybody to pursue this if, you know, if they're just not suited for it. Sorry. There's lots of people who, who might want to do voice just because you want to do voice doesn't I mean you can. Right. And I and I try to make it very clear in class that it's not meant to be taken personally. I just I'm going to be honest and frank with my evaluation. So listening for any speech pathology, speech impediments, any regionalisms or accents that aren't trending, um, I'm pretty honest when I write those emails. And they're hard to write, but I do write them. So I had this woman in class who had a great – so she had a great tonal quality and she had a great energy, but the problem was she had an accent. Do you want me to tell you what kind of accent it was? Sure. See now I'm all now I'm all afraid that I'm going to be called a race. So she had an Asian accent. She approached me after class, and a lot of students come up while I'm packing up my gear and talk to me or thank me for the class or whatever. She came, she approached me, and there were a few people around, and and uh, she said, yes, you know, she speaks five languages. I said, that's wonderful because there are translation services that you yeah. can be getting into yeah. um, that I can't do. I barely well, we speak had a, English. You, you and I had a mutual friend that if if anybody needed Spanish translation yeah, or, right. or, a, or a advertisement written in Spanish, right. he was the go-to right. guy. Yeah. yeah, and this is a global industry now, so people, you can be connecting with clients all over the world that need that. You don't even have to leave your house to be right. able to do that sort of work. So I was encouraging her on that front, and um, I said, you know, so so definitely look into that. I said, you know, the, you know, the American, uh, the English American voice or the U.S. voiceover market is really calling for more standardized American English. So. Um, if you want to be a player in that market, you probably have to consider accent reduction um, lessons. Well, I get back to my hotel that night to sit down and write these emails, and she sent me an email that she said, you know, while I enjoyed your class, I felt that was very racist of you to say that to me. And I thought, wait, wait, what, what was racist? I didn't, I didn't say... Uh, because you're Asian, I said your. I didn't even say you're Asian. I just said your accent, and it just it got under my skin and just bugged the heck out of me. Well, and I, it con and it concerned me because I thought that is a really, that is a really strong label to slap on me. Yeah. For something that a I'm not responsible for in the industry. If you want to call the industry uh, racist, that's perfectly fine but you really can't call me racist i'm telling you what the industry demands and what the trends are in this business and then and then i just it kept bugging me and i thought you know i i you know let's say you pat have an audition for a ford truck commercial and i decide i'm going to audition and they go nope we're looking for you know um a deep male rugged <clears throat> ford truck voice well i could go oh well that's really sexist I mean, I guess it is, but I don't think of it that way. I'm like, well, no, my voice wasn't right for it. I just, I think people are just so hypersensitive and prickly. Yeah. It's a powder keg world out there now. It, it is. It it certainly is. And and then I have to sit back and I think, well, you know, I do wonder. I mean, I don't know about her background. Maybe she's had um, situations come up for her that she was denied because of her. Her race. I'm sure that's true. It just felt weird to level it against me. It just felt it felt inappropriate 
for her to go there. It's like she skipped a whole bunch of steps and went right to me being yeah. a racist. Well, let's say that. What you, do you think about that? Let's what say who she was that? Japanese and you <laughs> were trying to get into the voiceover business in Japan. Wouldn't she offer you similar comments? Yes, even even if I spoke. Japanese, because this is the difference. Just because you speak it doesn't mean you have an authentic accent. Right. And in U.S. voiceovers, it's, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's standard American English. I didn't make the rule. I don't know who did, but you should be. Uh, it was drunk. Larry Jenkins. My name is Larry. Larry Jenkins said yeah. it. He's, he's um, and it bugged, just bugged the crap out of me. And I had a phone call with her the next day thinking, well, maybe it's just maybe a misunderstanding. Maybe I'm just, I'm being pissy and reading her email wrong. Yeah. I don't see how I could, but I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. And I'll be, I'll be ding danged if she didn't get off on the phone and call me a racist again. And I thought, okay, you know what? <laughs> I don't like you. You're mean and your and your accent's going to prevent you from getting voiceover work. So pfft, there. Like you said, you're just telling her this is how it is. Uh, I, if I was the administrator of all things in the world, it probably wouldn't be like that because I think everybody ought to have the same shot at things. Sure. But yeah. This but is how you know it is. what? This is not a tro- I, this is not a trophy for everyone. World. Sorry. I know that people want to make it that. It's not. It, there is not a trophy for everyone. And I even hate that that kids are being raised on that. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's how she was raised. Trophy for everybody. Who knows? But I had another situation. Can I share another one with you? Because I'm really mad. I'm still mad. No, I I another... I'd rather talk, tell my no, no, stories no. about myself. No, let me tell you another <laughs> thing. This happened two weeks after being called a racist. So I, I just, I'm like, I'm so peopled out right now most of the people i meet are fantastic wonderful people but every once in a while you get a couple people like this that just make you want to stay home and not talk to anybody so then i'm in spokane teaching a class uh this was just a couple weeks after that one and a woman and uh her autistic daughter are are present in the class there's about 30 people total in the class really great group of people same thing. Uh, I tell everybody I'm going to give you a, a script and, and we're going to do a voiceover and I'm going to help you and, and I'm going to record you and then I'll give you a voice evaluation. And again, if there's anything that comes up that I think you need to be aware of, I'll be really honest with you on it. And I'm very gentle in that email too. I, I say something like, uh, it's kind of um, uh, vague. I say, you know, while there were things about your voice that I liked, I still feel there's need there's some skills and things that need to be addressed before you move on to do voice coaching and demos. I mean, that's pretty generic, right? Gentle. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything specific cuz I just don't think I need to. So I, of course, this very sweet uh 21-year-old autistic girl a um, little bit disruptive in class, as sometimes they can be, but not too bad. Um, I was still able to stay on track. Um, she had some trouble reading the script. And I guess it all depends, too, on the spectrum. Uh, I don't know a lot about autism, but I get autistic people often in my class because they mimic very well. They mimic very well, but that's not what voiceovers is. Voiceovers is not is not mimicking. Um, and often they're very much into anime and cartoon character voices that they can mimic. But we already have a Mickey Mouse. We already have a, a, a 
SpongeBob SquarePants. We already uh, have a Daffy Duck. We, we already have those. So um, it's, it's not an industry. It's an industry where you need to create unique character voices. So I sent the email off, you know, the, the, the very gentle, I liked your voice, but, you know, you need some more thing. I got a scathing email from her mother calling me um, heartless, um, saying that um, I... She needs to know you as well as I do before she can call you heartless. <laughs> right? Yeah. And And saying you know, that I, I, I was... I say just say no to negativity, Lisa. Right. And I, and she said, I, I wasn't, uh, it's and she, her, her email is very snotty. It was like, it's very clear that you didn't mention anywhere in the catalog on your class that you would give no consideration to special needs people. And I spent all this money and drove two and a half hours and I've never, ever had anybody say what you've said to my dog. I mean, she just went on and on and on and on. And I'm thinking, really, you would want me to lie to you and go, oh, yes, she'll be fantastic. She's going to be a star. I, I just, it stunned me. It, it really stunned me that she just took it personally. And well, again, and again, I'm sure she's she's had a lot of mountains to climb her whole life with this child. Um, and is again oversensitive and prickly about it. Do you think? I mean, that's the only yeah. thing I can think of. Well, you know, I don't even know if this is appropriate or not, but my uncle always used to say, the grass is always greener on the side that has the most bullshit. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Green, green, it's green, they say, on the far side of the Just a good loving, rambling man. Say, buddy, can you spare me a dime? Hear me crying, it's a green, green, it's green, they say, on the far side of the hill. Green, green, I'm going away to where the grass is greener still. Yeah, I don't care when the sun goes down where I lay my weary head. Green, green. Now. Green, green, it's green, they say, on 
for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.